You're listening to Green Biz Radio, the voice of GreenBiz.com, bringing you news and analysis on business, the environment, and the bottom line. In this economy, money is probably the single biggest worry for any company. Whether you're a multi-billion dollar financial institution or a garage-based cleantech startup, keeping the lights on is a top-of-mind concern. For cleantech and young green companies of all kinds, that is an especially big worry. Companies that launched during or at the tail end of the recent boom may have world-saving ideas, but they might also evaporate without money to bring those ideas to market. Greenbiz.com senior writer Mark Gunther sat down with Bill Gross, the CEO of the thermal solar power company eSolar and one of the founders of innovative electric car firm Aptera, to talk about recent successes and signs of hope for future cleantech funding. I'm here with Bill Gross. Bill is one of the most interesting entrepreneurs in America. He rode the internet boom, made a lot of money. He's now focused on clean technology. Uh, he's had an interesting month or so. Bill, tell us about uh, the two big solar deals that your company, eSolar, has announced in the last few weeks. Thanks, Mark. It's great to be with you today. Well, for eSolar, we are trying to scale our low-cost solar energy solution around the planet. And here in the United States, we're working with energy company NRG, and they are committing to build 500 megawatts in the southwestern United States. And we're really excited about that because in this economic climate, it's difficult to get bank financing. But they have a huge balance sheet, and they're willing to invest in our technology to build plants in both Southern California and the entire southwestern United States. And then for India, we're working with this company called Acme, and they are a large telecommunications company in India, and they want to build up to a gigawatt with these solar technology. And we're really excited about that because in India, we're competing with fossil fuels with no subsidies, and our product is good enough to compete on that basis, and that makes me feel very good that we can scale to other parts of the planet in a very, very big way. And Bill, just talk a little bit about eSolar, what kind of a company it is, who your initial investors are, et cetera, and then we'll dig into the two deals. Great. Uh, eSolar is perfecting solar thermal technology. Solar photovoltaic technology consists of PV panels that you would put on rooftops. Solar thermal technology is done at a very large scale, often out in the desert, but it's done at a utility scale to actually provide power for utilities. We started the company a few years ago. Our investors are Idealab, Oak Ventures, and Google. And now NRG and Acme have both invested in the company as well. So the deal with NRG, which uh, really is predominantly a coal and nuclear company right now, they're moving into solar. How far along are you? Do you have a site, or is this preliminary in the sense that they're making an investment and now you're going to figure out where to put the solar thermal utility scale facilities? We're very far along. That's what makes us so excited. We already have the site, we already have the permits, and we already have the power purchase agreements all signed. We began purchasing the land more than a year ago. Oh, so you own the land? We actually, we, one of the unique things about eSolar is we locate our facilities on only a quarter square mile of land. So we buy land near cities, so right next to transmission lines, on already existing farmland, not private or pristine land, already land that's already been used. And we were able to purchase that land from other owners 
about a year ago. And a year ago, we raised $130 million, and we spent $30 million of it buying land all around California just so we'd have it ready to build these plants once we found the right partner. And NRG, if I'm not mistaken, is a merchant utility, meaning they will then sell the power to the local regulated utilities. The customers will be near the plants, in other words. Absolutely. This is distributed power in a really great sense, and that doesn't have to travel very far from where we generate it to the homes where they provide it. They're an independent power producer who will satisfy the power purchase agreements we have with Southern California Edison, for example, and we'll be selling the power into the grid and Southern California Edison will be providing it to homes, and it will be completely clean electricity. There will be absolutely no emissions at all from these power plants. Now, tell us about Acme. I'm not familiar with the company at all. Acme is a $1 billion revenues telecommunications company in India who puts up cellular phone towers, battery backup, diesel generators, and so on to supply those with power. Because the power grid is so intermittent in India, they are very excited to back that up with something that is clean because diesel is about the worst you can do. Diesel and coal are about as bad as you can do to make electricity. Natural gas is a little bit better. Solar is the best. And they're excited to build out a whole bunch of solar power plants all around India. But, but isn't there a problem in terms of the intermittency of solar power using it as a backup source? They will still need to use batteries as a backup source in place as a cloudy day or in case the sun isn't shining on a particular day. But it still will reduce the peak load tremendously, and that will overall make the grid more reliable, in California in particular as well. There's almost no problem having enough energy for nighttime. It's all when everybody's air conditioner is on at the peak of the afternoon and the summer sunny days. And one other question about the India deal. How did you find Acme, or how did they find you? You're based in Pasadena, if I'm not mistaken. We actually did not have an international strategy at the company. We have more business than we can handle just in California. But after Google invested, the profile of the company was risen to such a high level that people started contacting us from all over. And we have a lot of interest in Spain, Italy, Greece, the entire Middle East. I saw you over at Abu Dhabi. There's a lot of people in the Middle East interested as well. Uh, India, many people call from both India and China. And we vetted all the people who called from India. We chose Acme as the absolute best partner because they have experience in construction. They have experience in power. They understand what we want to do. They're very entrepreneurial. We think it's a perfect match. And we're very excited about working with them. So, Bill, you and I have known each other for some time. You never do one thing at a time. Let's turn the topic now to a company called Aptera. What's your role there? Describe the car, the company, and where that is headed. Well, I'm one of the founders of the company at Aptera. There's a great team at Aptera who are building the most aerodynamically efficient vehicle ever. The real goal there is to complement what we're doing in solar for transportation. Solar can have a huge impact on electricity, but we still use lots of fossil fuels for our transportation. What Aptera is trying to do is make the vehicle that can get two people comfortably and safely from point A to point B with the absolute lowest amount of energy. And it doesn't matter whether that energy is electricity or gasoline or natural gas. It could be a fuel cell. It could be a hybrid. We're power plant agnostic. We could put any type of engine or battery source inside the car. The main goal is if you reduce the energy used, you can be dramatically more efficient, and that can have a big impact on the environment and on the whole transportation system. So the car is very unusual looking. It looks like a futuristic Jetson vehicle, but we feel that that's what it takes to actually make an impact on our energy use and transportation. And what... Um what power source are you going to use with the first Aptera? Is there only a handful made so far? Where, where, where are your, what are you looking at in terms of production going forward? 
Well, right now, we're only selling the car in California, just for starters. We want to sell it internationally, but California just for now. We've built five vehicles so far. We put pictures of that up on our website and began taking pre-orders from people in California, $500 deposits, just to understand how many we need to make. Well, very quickly, we got 4,000 pre-orders. So we've sold more than $100 million worth of vehicles just in California. Now we're raising the capital to go into production later this year. We need to make 1,000 vehicles at a time to make the economical price. We're selling the car for only $29,000. So we need to be able to make it for less than $29,000. And for that, we need to raise the money to get all the hard tooling so we can make 1,000 at a time. Last question. That has to be quite a challenge in this economy. What's the outlook in terms of fundraising? Well, normally this would be a terrible time to raise money, and it is both because of the economy but also because of the car industry. Most people would not want to invest in a new car company at a time like this. However, we have 4,000 pre-orders. That's unheard of for a little tiny company just in California. It can be very profitable, and we can make a big impact. So investors are actually quite warm to this idea, even in this time period. We expect to have the money raising completed within the next 90 days and then go into production later this year. Great, Bill. Thank you very much for uh, talking. You've been listening to Green Biz Radio. For the latest daily news on business, the environment, and the bottom line, and to sign up for our free newsletters, visit greenbiz.com.